0: It's the Sound Kitchen.
1: Mmm, yummy.
0: It's the Sound Kitchen.
1: Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, You're listening to the Sound Mm, Kitchen. Yummy. I'm
0: Susan Owens, beef cooking.
2: And welcome to the Sound Kitchen where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 6th of January in this new year of the Gregorian calendar 2024. First and foremost, thanks to all of you who sent us Christmas and New Year greetings. You were so generous and kind to think of us. On behalf of my colleagues here in the RFI newsroom, we all thank you very much for your thoughtfulness, and we all wish you a peaceful, loving, and healthy 2024. Guess what? Today marks the first show of the 14th year of The Sound Kitchen, I haven't kept track of how long I've been doing the show, and I've never made any anniversary shows. But long-time RFI Listeners Club member, Ashik Ekbal Tokan from Raj Shahid, Bangladesh, wouldn't let me ignore it this time. He sent this very sweet message. Hey Susan and the Sound Kitchen team. Happy 14th anniversary. Your broadcasts have been a constant joy, and I am grateful for the cultural insights and engaging questions over the years. Thanks for making my days brighter. Here's too many more years of fantastic sound journeys. Ashik Iqbal Tokon, Raj Shahi, Bangladesh. Thank you, Ashik. He remembers quite well that very first show because he was one of the quiz winners. Thanks so much for your continued loyalty, Ashik, and thanks to all of you. I've never done an anniversary show because it sort of seems like it would be celebrating me and the show is all about you. But this I can say in all honesty, what you bring to me is invaluable. It may seem strange to say, but in fact, I I love you guys. I love the interaction with you. My life is richer because of you all. Thank you for these years together. Thank you to each and every one of you.
1: You do something to me, something that simply mystifies me, Tells Power to hypnotize me Let
2: how it is for me. You do something to me that nobody else can do. The song was written by Cole Porter, and that was Marlena Dietrich kind of singing it. Not the most beautiful of voices, but certainly one of the more interesting. Thanks again, everyone. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI. I've got baby brother, also known as Paul Myers, right here next to me in the studio. Say hello, baby brother.
3: Hello, big sister, and a very happy new year.
2: Thank you very much. Paul's here with your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's loads of listener news, and Olya is waiting in the wings with her happy moment. Erwan's still under the weather and won't be with us for a couple more weeks, although he is getting better. It's our colleague Cecile Pompiani who is mixing the show this week. But before we get to all the yumminess ahead, let's dine on the quiz. 25th of November, I asked you a question about the presidential elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo. In RFI English journalist Melissa Shaman's article, DRC opposition leader Moise Katumbi officially launches presidential campaign, she wrote about how many candidates were in the field. Among them was a Nobel Peace Prize laureate. You were to tell me his name, the year he won the Peace Prize, as well as why. He was awarded the prize. Paul, what's the answer?
3: The answer is, to quote Melissa's article, in total, 25 candidates are in the running, including renowned surgical gynaecologist Dennis Mukwege, who was awarded the 2018 Nobel Peace Prize for his effort to end sexual violence. Just to bring you up to date... Provisional results released by the country's Electoral Commission, SENI last Sunday, the 31st of December, gave incumbent President Felix Shisikedi more than 73% of the vote, with opposition leader Moise Katumbi next in votes with about 18%. Dennis McQuaigwe, along with the remaining 20 candidates, were either around or under 1%. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question suggested by Moriam Nessa-Momo from Bogura, Bangladesh. How can one be easily happy? Hmm. You'll hear the answers later in Listener's Corner, so please stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are...
2: RFI English listener Rodrigo Hunrichse from Ciudad de Concepción in Chile. Rodrigo is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, quite simply, lowered expectations. Interesting that you say that, Rodrigo. That's one of the theories on why the Scandinavian countries always top the UN's happiest country list. Of course, they have very strong social cohesion, live in well-functioning democracies with a high priority on work-life balance, have far less income inequality than other big democracies, all of which would make me happy. But it seems, in contrast to so many people, they're not chasing after rainbows and unicorns to make themselves happy. No unrealistic expectations for what life has to offer. No grand drama, just simplicity. Congratulations, Rodrigo. Also on the list of lucky winners this week is a new member of the RFI Surfer Society Bangladesh in Rajshahi, Bangladesh, Shrabonti Sherman. Welcome, Shrabonti. There's also Riaz Ahmad Khan, the president of the RFI Listeners Club in Sheikhapura City, Pakistan, and the president of the RFI Butterflies Club in Kachera, in Kachera, Algeria, Mr. Bezazel Ferhat. Last but not least, RFI English listener Santa Khanam from the Friends Radio Club in Naugaon, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, you surely read our article, Belgium Faces Election Juggling Act as it Takes Over Rotating EU Presidency. Why Juggling Act? Because during the six-month presidency, each member state of the European Union holds the presidency for six months, Belgium must not only organize their own internal national elections for the 9th of June, but also the European elections, which are also on the 9th of June. Now that's a plate full of tasks. As Sebastian Maillard told RFI, and I quote, the challenge for the Belgian presidency is to bring the European legislature to a successful conclusion since elections are scheduled for 9 June, i.e. during this six month presidency. So it must also guide the strategic debate to prepare for what's to come. In other words, the next European cycle, the next five years. And that's just about the elections. What else is the Belgian presidency tasked with accomplishing during its six-month term? What is one of the biggest issues it will have to deal with? Again, reread our article, Belgium Faces Election Juggling Act, as it takes over rotating EU presidency, and answer this question. Aside from bringing the European legislature to a successful conclusion and organizing the elections, what other major issue, according to Sebastian Maillard, will Belgium need to deal with? Here's a hint. It has to do with finances. You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages.
3: Paul. What's this week's bonus question? Well, Susan, it's um, something like a bit of physical comedy here. And it's, uh, do you put on both of your socks and then your shoes? Or do you put on one sock and one shoe and then the other sock and then the other shoe?
2: Uh, Any answers? Baby brother. Think it through. I um, was just going um, back
3: a bit (laughs) over the past... 58 years that I've been changing my shoes and socks. Um, pretty sure it's both socks, both shoes. Okay. Well, both shoes, not you know, one shoe after the other, not both <laughs> shoes on the same foot. Okay. So it's one sock on one foot, the other sock on the other foot, not two socks on one foot. So yeah, I'm two socks, two shoes.
2: I tend to be exactly yeah. a one sock, one sock, one shoe, one shoe.
3: Now perhaps that's a possibility for another bonus question, which is how would you put on the socks on somebody else? Oh
2: uh, boy, it's been a long time since I was a parent. That's a hard one. That's it. That's, and that's perhaps
3: what <laughs> makes the whole thing tick, that um when you're putting the socks on the children, do you do one and then two?
2: I think it's like it's like hitting a moving target. It's yeah. whichever one is kinda of, kinda still.
3: No, <laughs> I think uh, when I when I was dressing the children, it was one sock, one shoe, because that was task accomplished on one side. And then it was sock, shoe, because often it was just shoe without a okay. sock because I, <laughs> I couldn't deep. deal with it anymore. What about
2: tights? Did you have to put tights on your <laughs> um,
3: girls? Well, oh, I won't go into what you. I dress. In,
2: yeah. <laughs> <but> the, <laughs> <laughs> the tights,
3: <laughs> the tights okay. on the girls. Oh, now, oh. that's going back a long time. Uh,
2: yes, it is. Anyway.
3: Okay, so, Paul, what's the real question, please? So right, back to the real question, which is, if you could resign from anything, what would it be? Your job, your diet, your flat feet, and why? Again, this week's real bonus question, it is, if you could resign from anything, what would it be and why? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in
2: okay so now we know how you put on your shoes and socks what would you resign
3: from debt
2: (laughs) okay yeah
3: I would resign from debt debt cannot follow me i do not even look at debt anymore i've just resigned i will walk away it will walk away from me i am walking away from debt I'd like to resign from that, but there's a lot of work to do (laughs) before I can. (laughs) And you, what would you resign from? Insomnia.
2: Insomnia. I'd definitely resign from tossing and turning and just go straight to sleep once my head hits the pillow and sleep straight through until the morning. What about you? You have until the 29th of January to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 3rd of February to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms., a Mrs., or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong.
3: Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr.
0: You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on Radio France International.
2: And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, baby brother.
3: Okay, the question you answered for this week, suggested by Moriam Nessa Momo from Bogura, Bangladesh, is How can one be easily happy? Almost all of you said it is easy to be happy being with family. That's what Krishna Pillai thinks. He wrote, Spend more time with your family and share your experiences. That can make you happy. Family is also how Debita Chakrabati feels happy. She wrote, I can easily be happy by seeing that my efforts have made my family happy. Others, others, others. Thinking and giving to others. Riaz Ahmad Khan wrote, A man can be happy very easily by helping others. Buy food, shoes or clothes for those who cannot and you will be happy. Father Stephen Wara wrote, The easy way to happiness, always seek the path of peace everywhere, at all times, with everyone. In other words, be at peace with yourself, have a good conscience, at peace with God, your creator, and at peace with your neighbour, humanity, and nature at large. Ultimately, peace and nonviolence are the way to happiness.
2: Muhammad Shamim's easy path to happiness is by, as he wrote, listening to the radio every day, playing cricket and football, and cooking. Muhammad loves to cook. One of his recipes is in the first Sound Kitchen cookbook. What are you experimenting with in your kitchen these days, Muhammad?
3: Karuna Kantapal wrote, One can be happy easily by managing stress levels by learning a few stress management techniques. Enjoyment and a healthy lifestyle also is the best technique for happiness. Timothy Ofori sounds like a Scandinavian, and this is what he wrote. I don't view happiness as a grand prize we win, but as a warm feeling we cultivate. It's a sunshine on your face the laughter with loved ones and the satisfaction of helping others. Remember, even the smallest things like a delicious bite of your favourite food or a heartfelt compliment can make a big difference. So slow down, savour the little moments and choose joy. Happiness awaits. This one is just for you, Mr. Sporty. It's from Jayanta Chakrabarti. He wrote... I can easily be happy when my country is victorious in an international sports event. I feel elated as it becomes a matter of pride and jubilation to be an Indian. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is if you could resign from anything, what would it be and why? Do you have a bonus question idea? Well, if so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces at rfi.fr
2: That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks everyone for participating and a special thanks to Paul Myers for hanging out in the kitchen with us. Mr. Myers is off for about a month of doing what he does best uh, tell Tell, tell. Uh,
3: doing what I do best. Well, <laughs> that's uh, working hard. <laughs> that's what I... Working hard. I'm going to Cote d'Ivoire to cover the Africa Cup of Nations. It starts on Saturday the 13th of January. Kick-off in Abidjan. And I should be there for about three weeks to a month. Covering the 24 teams all fighting for the biggest continental prize. Uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. So... Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, I don't know. So I'm looking forward to discovering another wonderful country in Africa and hopefully seeing some good football matches in the heat. Well, is it hot now? It should be hotter than Paris, yeah. Well, hotter than Paris, yes. <laughs> yes not, <laughs> not broiling, no? No, no, I mean, it's going to be sort of 28, 30. Oh, yeah, that's doable. That's totally Sunglasses, doable. doable. That's totally doable. Sunglasses, hats, shirts. Yeah, there,
2: yeah. there you go. No, no, there so I'm
3: looking forward to experiencing Cote d'Ivoire for the first time.
2: Oh, that'll be wonderful. Yeah. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date here on The Sound Kitchen of Paul's Doing's.
1: Hello, I am Priyanka Paul from RFI Women's Club, Murshidabad, West Bengal, India. And you are listening to The Sound Kitchen. And Suzanne Wenesby is cooking.
2: And now it's time to get happy with Miss Olya Horton.
0: Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Olia Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. First of all, I'd like to wish you a very happy new year with plenty of joy, discovery, and the spirit of sharing. As you know, this time of year is often tied to new resolutions, and in many cases, these are linked to promises of losing weight, getting fit, or trying a new sport. So for my first happy moment of the year, I'd like to talk about strange water sports. Is this some newfangled discipline to be included in the Olympics, you're wondering? No. In fact, I'm referring to a craze that is sweeping through gyms and swimming pools across France and elsewhere. It's called AquaGym but there are many variations one of them is called aqua biking or aqua cycling if you like anyway it involves riding a strange looking bike under the water for the purpose of getting fit. I decided to try it out at my local pool and to be honest I thought it would be a breeze just floating in the water but I was wrong aqua biking is actually quite hard work think of Peddling up a steep hill, but with the water pushing back against you. It's the strangest sensation. On top of that, you get hot and sweaty if you do it properly. To help with this, the instructors have devised a range of torturous activities set to high-speed music. So why does this make me happy, you ask? Well, I guess that anything accompanied by music always makes me happy. Secondly, I can really feel all my muscles working in ways they don't necessarily do in other sports, and afterwards I feel really relaxed. I have also started trying some of the other classes, such as aquafusion, aqua fitness, aqua zumba, and there's even a new variation that involves mini trampolines and yoga mats in the water. What will they think of next? I wonder. Besides the workout, I also get a great laugh because when I look around, I see a bunch of people making the weirdest movements, rather like a troop of clowns preparing for a synchronized swimming circus. If it looks comical from the surface, can you imagine what 30 people madly jumping, splashing, grunting and peddling in a pool must look like from under the water? I'm sure it must be even more hilarious. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy, send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie O'Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now.
2: Thanks, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Before I let you go, some listener news. First, a happy belated 51st birthday to RFI Listeners Club member H.M. Tarek from Narayanganj, Bangladesh. His big day was on the 2nd of January. We all hope you had a great day. And a reminder to look at the Sound Kitchen and RFI Club's Facebook pages and ask to join in the fun if you're not already an approved member of the pages. You'll get to participate in Anand Mohan Bain's quizzes, amongst other things, and you don't want to miss out on that. And here is very important news. World Radio Day is next month on February 13th. As we always do we'll celebrate together around the kitchen table with your world radio day greetings and thoughts don't miss out send your recorded message not too long please to the sound kitchen at rfi.fr that's the sound kitchen at rfi.fr and don't wait until the last minute or you won't make it onto the show do it now! And remember to get under a blanket when you record. Your sound will be much better. Okay, my friends. Now it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen. And keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to Cecile Pompiani for mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the French investigative reporter, Albert Londres. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And remember... Do not confuse human beings, our brothers and sisters, with their governments. Shalom, salam, peace. As noted, our radio brother Erwan Rome is out on sick leave. Be sure you send your healing vibes his way. So baby brother chose the music to play you out with today. Paul, what you got for
3: us? I've got a group called The Young Disciples. The album they recorded back in the early 90s when I could sit up straight is called The Road to Freedom. And this track is called Move On
2: and you are not going to be able to sit down. When I listened to it yesterday, I was grooving big yeah. Talk to me. it's wonderful. Thanks Paul and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Talk to y'all next week.
1: to you